0: How's going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees. Another day, another spring training news update. We got some injury updates for you guys regarding Ben vortfed our reserve catcher, and Frankie Montas obviously underwent surgery to correct that shoulder issue, and it doesn't seem like it was season-ending, May dare I say, maybe an August return. There's a lot to talk about regarding these injuries, some updates regarding, um, you know, just player performance and whatnot, exciting stuff coming out of camp as we are just about uh, a couple days away from live action. I believe Saturday is the first live action game, so we're really close, guys. Like, we're just a couple days away from real live action baseball, and we got you guys covered on the daily with updates and performance analysis and everything you need to get prepared for this upcoming reg- regular season. So if you are interested in that, make sure to drop a like and a subscription below for the upcoming content. But Ryan, before we dive into Ben Ward-Fat, this finger issue that turned into something a little bit more serious, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing all right. You know, again, as you mentioned, Yankee baseball Saturday,
1: like i uh, mark your calendars guys. I mean, I, I know I'm pumped. I know I'm looking at this, uh, season and there's a, so many, there are so many opportunities, uh, for some really good baseball and some exciting, uh, y- you know, exciting prospects for the Yankees that are going to play. But, uh, You know, on the injury front, you know, the Ben Wartvet news aren't great. You know, I think you look at Ben Wartvet, you look at the Yankees catching depth. Obviously, Wartvet wasn't going to start out with the team, assuming that Trion and Higashioka were healthy. But catching is a position where injuries and fatigue and and things like that, they build up pretty quickly. Um, And and it's an injury prone position. All it takes is one weird foul ball and you lose a catcher for a month. Um, So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know. Again, people can joke about how Ben Rortvet, you know, is like, is he really real, right? And I, and I, th- I think some of those jokes are pretty funny. Um, but, you know, end of the day, he I, I, you know, a third catcher is really important, right? You know, we've seen Rob Brantley get featured on the Yankees in years past. He's no longer on the Yankees. Um you know, look at the Yankees catching depth in AAA right now, it looks like it's Josh Brown, Austin Wells, right? Now, this presents a new opportunity for Wells to potentially, you know, get himself in A and kind of, you know, force himself uh, to play with the Scranton Rail Riders, where you'd never know if he hits well, you never know how long it takes you to get the call, right? You know, we talk about injuries, You talk about, you know, needs, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera was, was really, he he was featured in the Yanke- on the Yankee lineup a lot more because Andrew Benintendi got hurt. Had he never gotten hurt? I don't think Cabrera gets as much playing time as he did. Um, you know, Donaldson's unexpected struggles, you know, coming into the year, you know, it was kind of fool it, not that it was foolish, but I think everyone had expectations that Donaldson would hit, right? Um, him not hitting opened up opportunities in the infield. It put pressure on guys to perform, um, and I think it spurred them to call up guys like Cabrera and Peraza to give them a spark. Um, you know, end of the day, you know, the Ben Roar injury sucks because that's a, that's a third catcher. That's someone that, you know, can call a game well, you know, can work well the pitching staff because of their defense. You, you feel a little concerned about Austin Wells behind the dish because he isn't as experienced and you know there are a lot of reports and a lot of people you know with, with even even within the organization believe he still needs a lot of work defensively um, and, and Josh bro is, is a young kid too he's 25 Um, he's never seen major league baseball he's never seen major league action I don't even think he's on the 40 man roster um, not to doubt these guys not to say these guys can't handle it but you know you, you do prefer to go with a veteran catcher if you have a 10 a 15 day IL stint. you don't want to call up Wells and then send him down or call up bro and then just send him down you're starting to use their options you have to put them on the 40 man um, you know, at end of the day, this isn't an ideal situation. And, of course, an aneurysm, that's scary stuff, right? That's what caused the finger injury. Um, you know, we were saying there were reports about the finger thing. It looked, you know, you initially just think it's like some bruising um, or maybe he jammed it, whatever it may be. No, it was from an aneurysm. That's scary stuff, right? Um, you know, uh, it's this isn't like a, it, it, it hurts for me to talk about this because it's not even just a matter of Ben Wirt that got hurt, you know, on a foul ball to his hand um, or, you know, Ben Wirt that got hurt pulling something while running. Ben Wortvet got hurt on something that's, you know, that's a, that's just a freak. That's just a freak of nature thing like that. You can't, you can't really, um, you can't really anticipate you're going to have an aneurysm. Um, so, you know, it's scary. It's life-threatening. And, and more importantly, it's an unfortunate setback for a guy who, you know, came into camp healthy. And this is just, you can't really do anything about it. And, and that's really what sucks the most about this. I, I really think he would have gotten some major league reps and kind of losing a month. You know, again, I mentioned with Austin Wells playing well, if Wells plays well, what are you going to do? Send him down for Wortvet? No, I, I don't know what you do with Wartvet at that point. So it, it it's it's just it's just an unfortunate situation for him all around
0: yeah, I mean, look, Ben Rortfeld, he came from the Minnesota Twins last year in that more comprehensive deal and immediately you know, goes down with a abdominal issue, I believe it was. Misses most of the season, only plays about 40-something games um, in AAA and did not look so good offensively. He's known to be more of a defensive catcher. Has a little bit of pop to his bat, but he needs experience, you know what I mean? Like, the injuries consistently are just so cumbersome on, on development. And ultimately, you look at guys like Estevan Florial's good examples of that. The wrist injuries he sustained really derailed him. And ultimately, I kind of feel as though the Yankees are better off giving reps like a Josh Bro or an Austin Wells and you know to be straight even if Ben warvet was healthy I'd still be willing to give the reps over uh, to Austin Wells over him because ultimately I think he's the future of that of that position for the Yankees defensively got a lot better in 2022 has a lot more room to grow has a lot more you know just time needed to take that next step forward but it is very scary, and I do, you know, wish the best in sending all the prayers in the world to Ben Rortvet, who is obviously coming back from surgery, but it says he only he's only gonna be out for a month, which is really a great thing. Like just think about how much more serious that could have been if they didn't spot that and fix it and you know do what needed to be done to correct that. Um, so he's gonna be able to continue his baseball career, and you know, some players are not as lucky. Those things happen and it permanently damages their nerves. You know what I mean? Like they permanently can't throw or catch or whatever it might be. So he got really lucky and Ultimately, I think that's an opportunity for him to kind of bounce back Um, and showcase his qualities, and I I imagine he will serve as the backup catcher, or at least get an opportunity at some point down the line I think they want to see what he can offer. Kyle Higashioka, obviously now cemented um, as the primary reserve. He always was going to be, but I think Rortved had a good opportunity to unseat him if he proved to have really good defense, and could even be a league average offensive catcher, because Kyle Higashioka gets on on base at a sub-30%, you know, hits double-digit homers every now and then, hits 10 homers, you know, which is valuable, but I'd rather a guy that gets on base a little bit more, but then again, you look at uh, Rortvedt, he only got on base at about a at 30 percent at the Triple A level with I think a 32 percent strikeout rate. So you know transitioning over to the MLB, I don't necessarily think that he was going to be a good offensive player. But a lot of teams kind of ride with poor offensive catchers because the uh, the real value comes as a defensive player. And I think that's where like Jose Jose Trevino, like he's not a great offensive player by any means. He can launch a couple homers here and there, but he's arguably the best defensive catcher in the game. So I'll ask you this, you know, before I kind of move on to Frankie Montas injury update there. Even if Rortvet was healthy, would you still be willing to give him opportunities, or are you kind of like, I see Austin Wells as the future, I'd rather get him the opportunities over Rortvet, who really is more of a stopgap or just developmental player who probably won't amount to much?
1: Yeah, the way I look at it is, you know, you need guys with experience with a pitching staff and can handle a major league pitching staff to... To, you have to have those guys as available options, um, you know, for your depth of catcher. You have Bro and Wells, who, you know, Bro is a better defensive catcher for sure than Austin Wells. Like, it's not like Josh Bro can't catch, uh, but I, I imagine Wirtvet is the best defensive option of the three. And again, it's a matter of, you know, Ben Wartvet was already on the 40-man roster. Um, you know, you can't 60-day IL him, I imagine. I don't think that would make much sense. Maybe they do. Maybe the injury is that severe. Um, but, you know, because you can't 60-day IL him if you, or you won't 60-day IL him, um, you know, that means that you have a roster spot that's on a guy who's injured, right? And, and you have to, you know, get rid of one of your guys on the 40-man to, to make room for a catcher. Um, you know, that, that could create some complications. I imagine one of those guys could be Esteban Florial or Davey Garcia. Neither of those two guys have minor league options. And quite frankly, you know, especially in Florial's case, you know, we've talked about this before. I just I just don't think that there's a roster spot for him on the major league team. I don't think that's ever going to open up for him at this point. Um, you know, but I, I, I think you need to have a defensive guy. Yes, I 100% agree that Austin Wells has... So so much more upsized baseball player, um, but we don't even know if Austin Wells is a full-time catcher yet, right? So how can we put him, pencil him as like the, the next guy up if someone goes down? Um, I, I looked at Wirtved as, you know, kind of like how Rob Brantley was, except with higher ceiling. I think he's a better defender. I think he's a better version of Rob Brantley, um, where you can just kind of call him up whenever whenever you need him to uh, play some games, and, and and then you can send him down whenever, whenever you're done. And, you know, it, it, he can work with the pitching staff. There are no issues with him calling a game with him, uh, framing with him defensively, and uh, and I think that's such a huge, huge thing to uh, kind of not have. You got to pray that you don't have any catching injuries until Wortvet gets back. Um, and I get it. You know, again, we, we talk about upside here, but um, I think when we're talking about a third catcher, you don't care about upside as much as you care about um, stability. You just need depth because you're not going to call up Austin Wells for 10 days and send him down. Um, I still think Austin Wells plays a role on this team going forward uh, in this season, at least. Um, but, you know, Ben Wartveit, it's a tough loss for just, It can become a tougher loss if there's another injury to catching position, I guess, is my main point here.
0: Yeah, and, you know, transitioning over to another kind of injury that definitely caught us off guard, the season-ending or supposed season-ending injury to Frankie Montas. Now, that's obviously one that's a little bit more annoying, right? Because Ben Horvath a backup. Frankie Montas has ace potential. He's shown uh, qualities that justify that over time but the shoulder injury surgery arthroscopic obviously i don't think they didn't need to fix his rotator cuff they they said so that's a really good sign that his recovery process should be a bit more efficient and he shouldn't have to be out for a full season. I think you tweeted out yesterday, you were looking at like mid-August or early August as a potential return date for Frankie Montas. Look, if the Yankees can get him back and give him a month and a half, two months of action before the postseason, that is an ideal scenario because you could even just utilize him out of the bullpen, inning two innings, you know, just kind of a, a long relief scenario. This is where you're looking at like, Luis Severino, Nestor, and even then, I'd say Severino is such a great opportunity for the Yankees to utilize as a bullpen piece or as a starter, depending on, you kind of have to measure fatigue. If you're in the postseason, is Severino or is Nestor Cortez like the least fatigued? You probably go with one of those options, the other one you go out of the bullpen with. Um, Because we already know Carlos Rodon and Garrico will be the the one, two, the three is kind of up for debate. And you usually go with a three-man rotation in the postseason. So getting Frankie Montes back mid-year, Like, How do you kind of feel about that? What do you think his value would be at that point? Because obviously, he's coming off a pretty significant injury, coming off surgery, has to ramp up. He can't pitch for like 12 weeks um, over the next couple months. So when he does make that return, if he does make that return, how are you utilizing him down the stretch?
1: Yeah, so I view Frankie Montas as a really, really, really good pitcher, right? I I think a lot of people have this idea that Frankie Montas is not a really good pitcher. He is, right? He is. I I I don't... I know that that stretch with the Yankees wasn't great. I know the injuries aren't great. I completely understand that. Um, but if we look at the 12 week um, you know, timeline here, it's 12 weeks of not throwing, right? So typically that's followed by 12 weeks of throwing and rehab. Then you get back to playing Major League Baseball. That's 24 weeks. That's August 9th. From yesterday, that was for August 9th. So if you give me Frankie Montas on August 9th, you've got about two months, about a month and a half, let's say, worth of starts in there. Um, you give me a month and a half of starts of Frankie Montas. Give him some time to build up. The comparison I'm going to use here, 2019 with Luis Severino. He he missed basically the entire year, except for the month of September, made a couple of starts to end the year, um, and was healthy for the postseason. Frankie Montas is not going to be starting in the postseason unless there is a significant Unless everything goes wrong for the Yankees in rotation, we're talking—you know—one of their four guys go down. One of the four guys currently in there go down. Their five starter, which is Clark Schmidt or Domingo Herman, completely busts. They're terrible, unpitchable in the postseason. You, which, if you got to that point, the Yankees would trade for someone. And then they let's say that they so they trade for someone. Their five starter sucks, and their uh, one of their four guys get hurt. All three of those things have to happen in order for Frankie Montas to be scheduled to start a postseason game. As you mentioned, if you can get him in a bullpen role, you, you know, you start him to end the year, right? Or maybe, you know, you you start grooming him for that bullpen role, kind of how, you know, either how Severino came back in 2019, where he started, or how he came back in 2021, where he was using the bullpen. You know, this gives you two opportunities. To one, see Frankie Montas and evaluate him for the postseason. If he pitches really well, could you imagine having that weapon in a po- playoff bullpen? That's lethal. That's lethal right there. He's got a diverse pitch mix. He can handle both sides, righties and lefties because of the splitter. He can handle lefties, and because of his slider, he can handle righties. That's a beautiful pitch mix right there. He'd be really damn good in that role. And then number two, Severino and Montas are free agents. And let's be honest with everyone here. If Luis Severino makes 30 starts as a sub three ERA, there's a chance the Yankees might not be able to pay that contract. There's a, there's a really good chance the Yankees just paid Carlos Rodon. If Frankie Montas pitches well and Frankie Montas, you know, probably isn't going to get that big of a deal in free agency. Do you just throw a one year try it deal or a, two, a one plus one deal to Frankie Montas and you're paying you know, below a salary for a guy who could be an ace caliber pitcher or you attach the qualifying offer to him. And that means that even if you choose not to resign him and let's say, you know, you just say, Severino, you're worth this amount of money and we want to pay you long term. That's the option I would love to see because I love Luis Severino. Uh, you know, you know what I got? My Dominican hat on. Love Luis Severino. Um, but if you attach a qualifying offer to Frankie Montas and someone bites on that, you um, you have another qualify you have another pick for the draft. So end of the day Frankie Montas performing well is good for this team. The Yankees need Frankie Montas to perform well when he's healthy. You know I know that you may disagree on the idea that Montas can come back and immediately be an impact guy, but I really buy into his stuff, right? I'm a stuff-first guy. I'm going to live and die on that hill that I think guys with high-level stuff are going to perform at a high level uh, if they have base level, if they have solid command, which Montas does have solid command. Um, end of the day, man, you know, I don't think Frankie Montas's story and Pinstripe is done yet. I think we closed the book too soon. Um, I think he still has a shot to change the narrative around him this year
0: and then even potentially be on this team next year. That's an interesting take. You know, extending him on a one-year kind of prove a deal coming off injury. We've seen the Yankees do that before, you know, notably, uh, you know, Corey Kluber is a guy that kind of stands out to me coming off injury. Good pitcher. Was pretty solid for the Yankees, ends up going to the Toronto Blue Jays. But, you know, my only fear is that you go and you extend Frankie Montas expecting him to be a starter, and then he gets injured again, and then you're down another guy, and then you have to replace him. So it's like – it's kind of like – you have to go into those type of deals like with a backup option in mind. Luckily you got Clark Schmidt and Domingo Herman right now, but Herman may not be on this roster next year. Maybe Johnny Brito looks good. Didn't he like crush yesterday at spring training? And didn't he strike out Rizzo and like some and judge wasn't he killing it? Yeah, I think it was two days ago. He he's, he did pretty well. I think
1: he's throwing a bullpen today. I'm not sure if it's live BP or just, um, you know, side bullpen because I saw a, a clip of him warming up and doing his uh, pre-throwing prep. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I mean, the way I view it is you mentioned, you know, Montas can definitely get hurt. That happens. You know, I, I don't I don't see that as not a possibility. But you just mentioned it there. They have depth. Randy Vasquez will have another year in the system. Will Warren another year in the system. Both those guys pitched in AA last year. I imagine they'd be in AAA at least this year. Um, maybe Will Warren needs another year in AA. Who knows? Um, um, but if you have, you know, you continue to develop your starting pitchers. Brandon uh, Brandon Beck is going to start his uh, first year in the organization after getting Tommy John and missing all of last year. This is a guy who pitched in college; as an older guy, so he should be a fast riser. I don't, um, I don't think it's crazy to say he could be, you know, in a major league bullpen uh, in two years. Clayton Beater will have uh, has already dominated Double A. He could start out in Triple A. Um, you know, I think the Yankees have the pitching depth to survive losing Montas next year. This year, it's a little bit different because their top two depth guys are Herman and Schmidt. But as you mentioned, Herman may not be here next year i know for a fact schmidt's probably going to be here next year you know beater so if you have schmidt beater warren and vasquez and brito and you have five minor league guys who are major league caliber uh arms to kind of give them a shot if montas goes down injury i'm perfectly willing to take that risk maybe other people feel differently maybe you feel differently but i again i just i can't i can't i just can't overlook the upside with montas that's maybe that's my achilles heel maybe i'm getting fixated on it but i just can't overlook it man
0: yeah and i hear you you're a big you've always been a big montas fan though and the thing is like I like him too. Um, it's just like uh, the injuries consistently are kind of annoying, but obviously like it's unpredictable. Shoulder injury. I wish he would have just got surgery weeks ago, if not months ago. Why did they wait this long to figure out that the guy was freaking hurt still? You know what I mean? That's what confuses me. Probably goes starts going through a throwing program, realizes, "Okay, something's off." But the fact that like this was this obviously existed all off-season. You know what I mean? This obviously didn't go away. This injury has been there since the end of the regular season, and just now they're deciding to do this? It, that's what kind of pisses me off. Like we could have been so much closer to getting him back, but instead we waited until now to freaking fi- find out that he's injured and needed potentially si- uh, season ending uh, surgery or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do want to push back on, on, on a little bit on the surgery thing, just because it's like the Le Mayhew thing where if Lemayhu actually needed surgery, the Yankees would have wait. we're going to wait and we're going to wait to find out, you know, it's tough because you know, the call for surgery, you have to be really careful with it. Cause we're talking about, you know, it's it's a, it's a really it's it's a procedure it's it's inherently a much more dangerous procedure that I think a lot of people give it credit for initially um, not because it's not safe not because doctors don't know what they're doing but you know if you uh If we do a surgery on someone who doesn't necessarily need it and we don't know, you know, you can – that could cause some issues. Um, It could unnecessarily set him back. Would you rather – like the way I look at it is the Yankees were thinking to themselves, you know, if he can avoid surgery, we have him on – you know, we we shut down for a month. We have him in May, right? If we don't ever find that out, we could have unnecessarily delayed him until August, like – 1st instead of August 9th so you know you get an extra you lose an extra start of Montas let's say you know I don't think that's the worst thing in the world um I think at the end of the day you just need enough time for him to ramp up to be healthy to figure out what he is in the postseason I know a lot of people are like oh Brian Cashman's gonna say he's a trade acquisition um I, I think at this point I would rather uh, Brian Cashman not trade for pitchers at the deadline um yeah, right. you know <laughs> yeah I feel like at the, I think I'm scarred from trading. I think I'm kind of scarred at this point maybe I need a little bit of I need a little bit of a break let's trade for him I'd love let's to have
0: J.P. Sears and Waldachuck and Wiesnaski right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I mean I, I I would love to have I, I you know I was a big Ken Waldachuck
1: guy. I would love to have the Waldachad, Chad you know dealing and, uh, and fighting for a fifth <laughs> starter spot, uh, but you know I, I I end of the day you know I I can't I, I can't sit here as a uh, like a business student not even with a business degree and like try to. Dissect the medical situation. I can't. I just don't know the situation well enough. So you know, I understand the frustration. Like, I completely get your shot of it too. Of like, I'm just like, why did it have to be spring training? Why couldn't it just be the off season? But at the same time, you know, I don't imagine they were just like, hey, your shoulder hurts. We'll we'll think about this in March. It was probably like they started throwing him. He things weren't going well, and they wanted to figure out if there was surgery or not. They didn't even know until like Matt Blake said he might need surgery, and then Aaron Boone was like, he needs surgery. Like, not even 10 minutes later. Yeah. So um, yeah. you know, it's a tricky situation. It's it's a lot more fluid than. I I think I could could even understand.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally a, a fair perspective. My only like counter would be like, we knew that DJ LeMayhew was weighing surgery versus rehab. And we knew that both had their like good chances of working, right? The thing is like, he was down in Tampa working out and rehabilitating for like the entire winter. You know what I mean? I don't know what Montas was doing this whole time. I don't know if he was working out. I don't know. He could have been. But he wasn't doing it with the team, so the team had no idea what was going on, you know, until he showed up at, at you know, Pitches and Catchers Report, and suddenly they're they're finding out, like, map like, he might need surgery, and 10 minutes later, Aaron Boone's like, he needs surgery. Like, it's it, he's going to be out for the whole season. It, it seems to me, like, they didn't even know what was going on until he showed up. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, like, they would have known months ago, they would have been talking about, does he need surgery? We have to seriously weigh this. You know, we can guarantee he'll be back here. The... They did an MRI, and they they were like, okay, yeah, he definitely needs surgery, you know? Unless he re-aggravated or something during a bullpen session, which is, like, very concerning because it was, like, ju- he must have been the first couple pitches that he that he pitched this this offseason. Didn't even really get his under, his uh, program going. He was just starting to get the workouts in, you know what I mean? Like, the timetable of it makes no sense to me because they were like, he's still, like, two weeks away from starting his pitching program. They were like, he's just starting to work out again after the shoulder injury. Clearly, they didn't do any like MRI or anything. Otherwise, they would have seen it immediately. They'd be like, okay, like this. This clearly some structural damage. They went in there and cleaned it out with the arthroscopic surgery. Um, you know, it it just the timeline doesn't match up to me. But again, there could be a lot of stuff that we just don't know. So I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But obviously, like they knew what they're doing. Um, but it does piss me off that instead of losing him for maybe the first couple months, we lose him for. Arguably the entire year, and who even knows? He could come back and really struggle. He could come back and it could take a month to get back to where um, we need him to be. And just because he returns in August doesn't mean he's pitching at you know his top quality and until maybe late in the postseason if we can even trust him there. So. There's a lot to discuss about this, but ultimately, I just I don't even really factor in Frankie Montes as a variable that can help us down the stretch here. I think that it'd be optimistic for him to come in and really provide that sort of support. I'd rather go with the guys that we have now. Um, I'd rather give opportunities to some guys that will be pitching consistently, like Brito, um, you know, or Clark Schmidt, Domingo Herman over Montes. He's gone after the season anyway. All of those guys are staying. You know, Clark Schmidt is staying. I mean, Herman may not be here, but Brito he's still here. Go with the guys that are going to be on your team long-term, not the guy who's coming off a serious shoulder injury that you really can't trust because he struggled even before the shoulder injury happened. Um, so it's definitely a little bit concerning, but guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below on kind of the catcher situation. If you think that Austin Wells should be getting more opportunities or Josh bro, who's got some serious power to his bat. Um, obviously the Ben Warfett injury, not ideal, really feel bad for him because he's just been fighting so hard to get on this team and, and have an opportunity to compete at the MLB level, but just keeps getting uh, hit with setbacks. So love to hear your perspectives on that perspectives on freaky Montes, If you think he can make any sort of impact down the stretch, but as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next fireside Yankees episode.